Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. I, I think Abele said she wrote down some questions. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> So perhaps you could start with the first one, which is uh, the idea of um, Anna well, lending her son to God, not giving her son to God, and and um, okay, let me just let me just knock that one out of the water real quick. Mm-hmm. Anna never lent her son to God. She, mm. she dedicated her son to God for all of his life. Yeah. Why does the Bible so, use the word lend? I don't, I don't know why. Well, which Bible? Well, I read the New What's King James. Called? I read the New King James Version, and then the, the other version was um, the English Standard Version. But the New King James says used this, the same word as well. Okay. All right. So let's, let's, let's reason why New King James might say that. New King James might say that because that was the correct word. In other words, when you give your child to God, you don't own your child forever. So he or she is in this world. But basically, um, it says he gave, she gave the child to God for all of his life. Okay? Yeah. So, so, I mean, definitely the guys who wrote King, uh, New King James have probably checked the etymology of the word give in the context that she spoke of it and have come to the conclusion that it meant lent. I won't won't, um, flog it too much. Do you understand? The the important thing is, you know, she dedicated the child to God and Mm. um, the the child was to serve God. So it's possible that there was a a custom then where you gave your child for for a period of time. I don't know, but Mm. I I wouldn't make too much of it. I, w- I would argue with those tra- translators because they probably know something I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think but, um, it, every time I've read it in King James, it, yeah. I think though Go in ahead, verse wait, wait, 11, wait. in chapter one, verse 11, if you look at it, whether he says I will give or I will lend him, it does say unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall be no razor right. come upon his head. So uh, does it I say that? that, in, does, that say, does it say that? Abele, does it say that in your version, all the days of his life? Verse eleven, 
yeah, then she made a vow and said, Oh Lord of hosts, if you will look at the affliction of your maid servant and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, and I will give him to the Lord. Yes, he used the word give here all the days of his life. So I'm saying the new King James, the one you read. Yes, it did say give him. Yes, in that in chapter 11, he did say that. So okay, the reason why you said I you saw a place where it said rent. Yeah, so at the end of that chapter, of the same chapter, um, 28, it did say, I would lend. Okay, so, read the verse, read the one where it says lend, please. It's, uh, it says, um, this was after, she, after she's had the baby, she said. What um, verse? 28. Verse 28. Okay. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship okay. the Lord there. The, the reason why okay. I asked that, I normally wouldn't think about that. The reason why I asked that question was I wanted to know if, you know, it has anything to do with maybe death and life and death. So if you say I will give something to God, that means it's no longer yours. Uh, maybe, you you know, if that's the reason. If that's maybe the reason why that word was used but, but I, I yeah that is a very thing. very good observation like i said i know these guys you know mm. do study you know the greek the hebrew and all that that's mm. a good observation if you and I, I i i probably want to agree with them that the appropriate word there should be lent because when i compare it with job the fact that God gave Job two times of everything he lost, except yeah. his children. Do you remember that, everybody? Yes. yes. Yeah. He gave Job the exact number of children he had lost. But he gave him twice everything else he had lost, which meant in the afterlife, Job's children were still going to be his. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, it's, so it makes sense that this woman is saying, well, as long as he's in this life, I lend him to God. Mm. Okay? So okay. Yeah. that's something to think about there. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Any other question? Yeah, yeah, I do, um, actually. So I really would like you to, I know we've discussed something similar in the past where um, we talked about the will of God in, I think it probably was last week when, people die so the children of Eli when God wanted to destroy them I'm trying to find the verse now and I can't but it was he said that even though there were prayers um for them to be forgiven but no no sorry that, that God made them not to change so that the will because it was the will of God to put their put them to death. I'm trying to find that verse now because I wrote it down earlier, but you know I can't I can't access my phone. But it's somewhere okay. in chapter it's two just, or three. Okay, so, the sons of Eli, the sons of Eli were maltreating the people. Of mm. The fat that was supposed to be burnt to God. Remember, the fat was supposed to be burnt yeah. to God. They were eating all of that, and they were mm -hmm. forcing the women who came to pray to sleep with them. Yes. And when God spoke to Samuel, the little boy, three times, when he called him three times, everybody remembers yes. that, right? Yes. Yes. And yes. The, the old man asked Samuel, what did God tell you? And Samuel said, well, he says he's going to get rid of you and all your house. Remember? 
Yes. Yeah. That's chapter three. Because because you didn't you didn't um, correct your children. What was the old man's response? Go go look at it, everybody. That's in chapter three. What verse? Okay. Um, okay. Verse 14 is where God tells him, I've sworn unto the house of Eli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was, what was the, what was the boy, what was the old man's response to Samuel when Samuel told him what God said he was going to do to the old man and his sons? He said, may the will of, he said, if, it, if, if God wishes, uh, may, may his, Sorry, may, read, may it, his read it to me exactly yeah. as it is written in your Bible, please. Um, he said, it, he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. That's um, verse you hear that? Chapter eight, chapter three, he, verse eighteen. Yeah, that's. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What verse? Verse eighteen. Okay. Does everybody have it? Yes. Yeah. I mean. Now, how did that sound in your ears? Yeah, kind of like. Mm -hmm. you if 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 I came and told you God said He was going to destroy you and your husband. Because you didn't, um, you didn't rebuke um, Charles, and you said to me, "Well, he's God. Let him do what is pleasing to him." What would your neighbors think of you? Well, I don't mean your literal neighbors. They, I mean they knew. Christians. They knew how much I trusted God's decision. Now, is that how it sounds? Is that how everything sounds to you all? Mm, no. How does it sound to you? Sounds to me like he didn't really, he wasn't really that bothered. Very good. But not only that, he seemed to be disrespectful of God. Yeah. Let him, he is the, he is Lord. Somebody just, you, God just told you he's going to kill you and your children because of what you have allowed your children to do. Or he's going to fire you from your job. And you say, let him do what is pleasing to him. Can you guys see what I'm seeing? Well, I, I mean, if you're talking about, it would seem that Samuel's natural reaction should have been, oh my God, let me, let me go and talk you mean to Eli. my sons. You mean, you mean Eli? Eli, Eli should have gone to his sister and saying, oh, Samuel, uh, oh God, let me talk to my sons and tell them, hint of all the evil that they're doing you know um, they deserve yes everything that they've done i agree that they deserve to die but let me go and try to correct them exactly or go yourself and start praying to god to forgive you to forgive your children yes you don't say he is god let him do whatever is pleased pleasing notice the word pleasing he just said he's about to cut off my head <laughs> and instead of praying and fasting I'm saying let him do whatever is pleasing to him. Anyway, All right, so can is I, there another so question? In line, in line of that, so um, that chapter 2, verse 25, where he says, um, 
says, if one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede? Yes. Who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did yes. not heed the voice of their father. See, this is, this is my question here. Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. So this is what I don't understand. Is it that God made them not to heed his voice because he desired to use them to as a lesson? Um, and I know we've come across- Okay, they were, they, were, they, were, they were priests, hmm. okay? Hmm. And they were eating. Okay, we, we, we all have to remember, we've studied the book of Exodus. We remember the fat belongs to God. You certainly don't, you know, in the temple, women come to give their offering. You don't start sleeping with them in the temple, okay? Yes. So, and, and their father had the power to remove them from that office, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and they... They didn't obey their father. I remember the God has said, obey your father and mother so that you may live how long on the earth? All the days in your life. Sorry? All the days in your life. No, no. That your days may be long. That your days may be long. So God didn't kill them. They killed themselves. You're seeing right there the, the, the equation. It says they didn't hearken to the voice of their father, so they died. Sure, God killed them. Everybody that dies is killed by God. There's nothing that happens that didn't happen from God. Okay? The thing, same thing happened with, uh, with Pharaoh. God hardened his heart. But God didn't harden Pharaoh's heart because Pharaoh was a good guy and God wanted to make him a bad guy. God hardened his heart because he was a bad guy and now he needed to be taken out. So he needed to be put in a situation in which he could be taken out. These guys needed to be taken out. And so the way to take them out was for them to violate the law of life and death. And the law of life and death is if you disobey your parents, you die. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. So to save your children, you should kill them. Now, of course, I'm being facetious. Yeah. But the uh, Bible actually, the Bible actually says so. Sorry. Some, somebody is horrified hearing that. That's terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being I'm being facetious, and um, Tabo's he just shouted. He just he, he just shouted his, war. <laughs> okay. Your homework, uh, Tabo. I have I have a homework. I have homework for you. Two, two, two things you must do. One, I want you to go find the meaning of facetious because I said I was being facetious. And the second thing I want you to do is go find for me in the book of Leviticus or Exodus where God said you should kill your children if they continue obeying you. Go find He's it. obeying you. He's I'm sorry. Someone <laughs> <laughs> will be like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I find I think, God's, yeah, go ahead. I think um I don't know it was two weeks ago we were studying something else. And when Liz was asking, 
why in the book of Exodus did God tell the Israelites to kill these people and kill those people, kill everyone, leave nobody, yes. no man, woman, or child, or animal left alive? And yes. we looked in the New Testament, and we got the answer as to why did he say that? That it was yes. better that they that they die so they could be, you know, resurrected. Alive in the spirit. In exactly. Alive in the spirit. Amen. Exactly. And that's what this exactly. is about. So maybe he should review exactly. that again. No, yeah. I, I figured you guys have already read these things, but for the sake of the young man, I'm kind of uh, <laughs> just drilling that you know, point ahead. I forgot he might have been online. Okay, good. So there, there are consequences for disobeying our parents. And secondly, yeah. we are in the New Testament. So when we talk about dying or being killed in the New Testament, we're not talking about literal dying or literal killing. We're talking about cutting off a person. Okay? Right. So yeah. if your child is rebellious to God, and you have spoken to him or her and he or she and they will not listen, then you have to cut yourself off from them until such a time as God himself will overrule the situation and bring them back to God. Of course, you never stop praying for them, but you never put your love for your children above the word of God. For their sake, you must cut them off. For their sake, you must Amen. cut them off. All right. Any other questions? Last one, please. So sure. I thought when God makes a promise to you, he keeps that promise. It's like a covenant yes. between you and God. Yes. So when I read um, verse 30 of, the, of that chapter two and hearing God saying, I made this promise, but because of your ways, your wicked ways, I'm going to go back on the promise I made. I don't know what verse, sorry, you got to tell me what, exactly what verse this is. So verse 2, um, chapter verse, 2, verse sorry, 30. Chapter 2, verse 30. Okay, can somebody read it, please? Amen. 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 Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come. But where's the word promise? Where's the word promise? Where's the word promise there? Well, it did say there. Well, it did say there, I said that your house will walk before me forever. So that means it was something he told the No, read, no read it, read it, read. Okay, read. Sorry. Uh, can I read a Billy's version? Can I hear Billy's version about this? Read your version, please. So he said, on verse 30, therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said, in quotes, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So from so right, but, he did yeah, say, but, he didn't but, say to them. Yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying, but you're making it sound as though God said to him, No matter what you do, mm. I will I will never judge you. 
within, certainly within the context of what you're reading, it's saying there, God said, I intended for you to be yeah. king. In other words, the way David was good, the house of David was going to be forever, you will yeah. be forever. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. Now, remember King David wasn't exactly a good guy, but till the day he died, he kept repenting of the things he did, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so even when God got angry with Solomon, he said, but because of my servant David, who kept my word. So it's like somebody saying, I'm born again. And now because I'm born again, I can sin anyhow I want to sin. I can do what I want to do. I can steal, I can kill because God has forgiven me of my sins. Now, somebody can actually say that. Do you know that? You can actually say that? God has forgiven me of all my sins. So you, you, can, you, can, you, can hear, you can hear that and say, God promised that. I don't hear any promise there. I, what I see is, you know, you contextualize it where God is saying, come and be king. And all you've got to do is go and read how Saul is anointed by King David. Let's talk about that for a minute. What was Saul looking for when um, Samuel found him? Does anybody remember? The absence of his father. A what? A, a donkey. A oh, donkey, right? The donkey, yes. Of his father. Okay. What was David taking care of when God came to anoint him? Sheep. Sheep. Do you think the stories are coincidental? No. Do you know that a donkey in the Bible is symbolic of a, a, a carnally minded person? While sheep is symbolic of a person that just obeys God sheepishly? No. The donkey stubborn. Who do you think made the donkey, who do you think made the donkey disappear? Made the donkey get lost? God, of course. God. Yes. God already, God already knew who Saul was. Saul is symbolic of your Christian life before you become spiritual. Saul is symbolic of a Christian who does things based on their own intuition and their own mindset, their own, their own cultural outlook. David is symbolic of the Christian who is totally dependent on God. That's why he's a little kid and can stand up by faith against Goliath and King Saul with all his armor and everything cannot. The story is the same. It's the story of Esau and Jacob. It's the story of Cain and Abel. It's the story of the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's the story of the Jews and the Christians. Are you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yes, it's a theme. Everybody, you have to remember, everything you're reading is the same story being told. Remember, I've, I've said this before, right? I've said these things before, right, everybody? Yep. That yeah. whenever you're reading, it's whenever you're reading, there was the first and then there was the second. Remember, we saw that in the book of Hebrews, 
Does anybody remember that scripture? No. He takes away the first that he might establish the second. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. You also remember the other scripture where it says, first came the natural and then. Everybody remember that? Yeah, you cut, so off you, broke after, up the... you cut off in the middle of what you said. First came the natural, okay. and then you cut off. Yeah, okay, he says, first came the natural, and then afterwards that which was spiritual. That was the Apostle Paul speaking. Yeah. Okay, so everything you're reading, mm -hmm. okay? Remember, we read about Ruth, okay? Ruth mm -hmm. was a Gentile woman, okay? The... the mm -hmm. um, the, the woman, the man she was married to was a Jew or was a Hebrew, okay? She was a Gentile, but she was chosen, okay? She was chosen to be the great, 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 great grandmother of Christ, which was telling us that the Gentiles would have a, a place in this kingdom of David, okay? So everything okay. you're reading, everything you're reading is symbolic or an allegory of the relationship between you and Jesus Christ or between yourself and God or between Christ and the church. So, so even though we're reading these stories, we're understanding these stories on the surface. When you now want to extrapolate meaning from them, you need to look at it spiritually. Okay. Okay. All right. That's okay, good. any other questions? Okay. So 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 why why about the ark of the covenant that they took? Why was it a problem for for the Philistines? Okay, good. I'm going to do Bible quiz now. The ark of the covenant is <laughs> Not what it symbolizes. What is what is the Ark of the Covenant today? The box to uh, hold. Sorry, Liz. What did you say? It, it's the box that holds the Word of God. Today, I said, what is the Ark of the Covenant today? I, I thought the, the original Ark of the Covenant is lost, isn't it? Yes, they yes, of course it's lost. But, but what is the Ark of but the Covenant it, today? Jesus. The box, um, the box that holds the scrolls of the Torah. Okay, the no. Somebody just said Jesus. Somebody just said Jesus. And that person is partly correct. The Ark of the Covenant is the body of Christ. Hmm. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yes. Do you remember when Joseph was taken as a slave to the house of Potiphar? I think that was his name. The man whose wife wanted to uh, sleep with Joseph. Everybody remember? Yes. Yeah. Didn't the Bible say that God blessed the house of Potiphar and everything was going well for Potiphar because Joseph was now in his house? Yes. Yes. All right. Now, when the Philistines 
sent the ark of the covenant away from them, it stopped at the threshing floor of a man called Onan, correct? Yes. yes. What happened to the business of Onan? It flourished. It began to flourish, right? Yes. Did King Saul ever, while he was king, say, let's go get the ark back from Onan? Onan was in Israel, was an Israelite. So the ark was in Israel. Did King Saul ever say, let's go get the ark? No. But what was no. the first thing David did when he became king? He went to go get it. He went to go get it. And you and I know that the ark is symbolic of the presence of who? God. So throughout King Saul's reign, he did not care that the presence of God was not near him. David did. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the old ark of the Old Testament is lost because it means nothing anymore. The new ark, by the way, there is a city in America called Newark. Do you guys know that? Yes. Yes. Newark. Didn't know, didn't know it yeah. was the same. Yeah, Newark is you. You are Newark. Okay. So your presence, wherever you are, will bring life to that place, whether you know it or you don't. There are people who are going to come alive and things begin to work for them because they began to associate with you, even if things are not working for you. That's why Jesus said, whoever gives you a glass of water for his name's sake will get the reward. Mm -hmm. You are the presence of God. There is no other God that people will interact with except you. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. There is no. There is no other God. There is no. It's all, all. It's all. It's all just an illusion. The only God that they will interact with until they come to meet Jesus Christ for themselves is you. Let's turn to the book of First John, chapter three. I know but this one might answer, be a little bit high. Okay, but to answer Abeli's question is to no, why? No, hold on a second. Hold, sorry, hold on a second. I'll come back to that. I just want to read this and I'll hand it back to you, okay? Sorry. Okay. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3. Amen. Amen. What verse? Okay. Okay. Uh... Verse 9 talks about born of God. Um, sorry, First John. Um, where, where it says, for as, for as he is, so are we in this world. For as he is, it might not be chapter 3.
1 John 4, verse 17. Verse 17. Thank Chapter you. Four. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. 1 John 4, verse 17. Okay. Can you read that? Amen. 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 Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. You see that? As he is in heaven, that is what you are here in this world. Do you understand? Yeah. You yeah. are the image. You are the presence of God in this world. That is why Jesus says, I give you all authority. Whatever you bind on earth is bound where? On yeah. earth. No, mm. in heaven. In heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed where? In heaven. In heaven. In heaven. And you just read here, he says, for as he is, that is how we are in this world. That means you and I don't even have a concept of the kind of power that you have. Your influence, the power, who you really are, the authority you have, the responsibility you have. Remember when a man was, being, was going to be buried in the book of First or Second Kings, I can't remember. And his coffin fell, and he fell out of the coffin onto the mm. grave of the prophet Elisha. What happened to the dead body of the man? Came to life. He came alive. Did Elisha come back to life? No. No. So you, you might think things are tough for you. You're going through a lot. But guess what? All the people around you are prospering because they're around you. I don't know if you get, I don't know if you get it. Say that again. They all prospered because they are what? They are around you. Right. Okay. You're giving them right. life. So and in they're, some feeding instances, off of, they're feeding yes, off of us. Yes. Yes. Just your presence. Just people hanging out with you. Just somebody at the mm -hmm. job being nice to you. Just being nice to you, being friendly. A kid in school who just wants to be your friend, just be just nice, says, Hey, I want to, you want a sandwich? Things start working for that kid, and the kid doesn't even know it's connected to you. You don't even know it's connected to you. Interesting. That's who you are. That's who you are. But when you look at yourself, things ain't working out for you, and you think, Oh man, I must be cursed. No, you're not. When Jesus was being hung on that cross, you were being blessed. <laughs> always remember that. Yeah. Always remember that. Amen. So, Amen. so, so, anyway, uh, you were 
somebody was going to say something, was going to answer a question or something. Abeli's question was, why didn't things go well for the Philistines when they had God's ark in their presence? Very good, very good. So go ahead, anybody want to answer that? Go ahead. Well, first of all, the Philistines worshipped Dagon, and they put the, um, the Ark of the Covenant inside of the temple of Dagon. Well, you know, you cannot have the presence of the living <laughs> God with you and be worshiping some other God. Yeah, that was pretty right. funny. I mean, he, in, in the first Samuel, it tells us how the statue of Dagon just fell over, its arms fell off, that every time they set it up, something bad happened to the statue again, but they didn't get it. That they could not bring the ark of the of the living God into the presence of their of their um, evil idols and expect yes. God to bless them. Right. Right. Hmm. And remember, even in Israel, when David was taking the ark back, and the um, cow stumbled, and the ark was about to fall over. And is put the street from falling. What happened? The guy got killed. Abel, do you remember the story? Um, that was in First Samuel, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. See, that's why Abel should have finished First Samuel. <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish, so I think I probably didn't come across that. See? Okay, you're, you're going to have to walk the rest of the way. Sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I'll fin I'll finish yeah. it. The, 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 the bus is the bus is full right now. <laughs> but but I think I think the point here though is that yeah. when the ark ended up in Israel and it was in that man's land, he was yeah. worshiping God. Yeah. So he was blessed by the ark being there. But when yeah. the ark was in the land of yes. the Philistines, they were worshiping Dagon. Yeah. That we learned yes, but, oh. but but notice something but notice but notice the, uh -oh. the man Uzzah who goes obeyed David bringing the ark back to Jerusalem and when he touched it he died right but that was because that he he was um he was an Israelite and by the law that that they were given that nobody could touch the ark unless they were a Levite. A Levite, exactly, exactly. So, but by him God touching was the ark, to the he was disobedient. He didn't kill. Right. Notice God didn't kill any of the Philistines. Abele. You, you think they had a tough time, but he didn't kill any of them. Yeah. But no, the Israelite who was supposed to know Ooh. better. Yeah. Yeah, the significance is the, the the significance of it is messing with the body of Christ. Right. Okay. Yeah, because they kept passing okay. it from one town to that's another that. to another, and and it wasn't going well at all. Yeah. Then. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Yes. Yes. The, yeah. In the ark was not supposed to be in the in the land of the Philistines, and the reason the ark. Okay. First of all, why was the ark taken? The ark was taken because the Israelites had sent for the ark and said they wanted it to save them. Did you all 
people see that when you read Yes, they didn't ask God to save them. They asked for the ark to be brought to them because they thought that some box could save them. They trusted more in the box than they trusted exactly. in God. Exactly. Oh. What verse? What verse was that? What verse was that? What verse was that? Look, what verse was that? That was about the place where Eli, Eli was was killed, where Eli fell over and died just before Eli fell over and died. What verse? All right, was that? I read up. I read up to that. Let's actually. all take a look yeah. at it, please. Mm. I think that was verse thirteen. Yes. Or... What chapter and verse? Probably chapter seven. Chapter. Okay. Okay. Where they where 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 they lost they were losing to the they were losing to the Philistines and then they sent for the ark. But notice what they said when they sent for the ark. In verse 21 of chapter 6, they were saying the Philistines have brought again the ark of the Lord. Come ye down and fetch it up to you. Okay. That's where the Israelites are saying, send okay, for the no, ark. This, okay, if they, at the beginning of chapter 6, the Philistines already had the ark. So it had to be... Okay, no, we want to know before four. the Philistines get the ark. Okay. Okay, that would be... I want to play... Chapter where the children of Israel say... Yeah. It was taken in chapter 4. Let's see. Chapter 4 in number 3 where they said, why has the Lord permitted us to be defeated? Let, a, let us fetch the ark that it may go into battle. Among That's us. exactly what we're looking for. What verse is that? Um, chapter 4, Liz, what verse, verse is that? 3. 4 verse 3. Verse, okay, chapter verse 4 verse three, 3. And then they said that it may go into battle among us and save us from the grasp of our enemies rather than to ask Did they God. say God would save them or the ark would save them? <laughs> the ark. They said the ark. Let us there touch you the go. Now, Abele, does that answer your question on why the ark was taken? The ark wasn't yes. taken. The ark, God let that happen because he wanted to show us that the ark was nothing without him. Okay. Yes. So it wasn't the ark, the ark doing anything to the Philistines. It was God. And if God wanted to really hurt the Philistines, he could have killed all of them. But he knew they didn't know any better. So he just sent them a message by giving them balls in their private parts. <laughs> <laughs> and those guys said, man, we got to get rid of these things. Hello, they kept passing okay. me from one town to another. It, but, when, <laughs> but when it came to Israel, when it came to Israel, who should know better, and they wanted to carry the ark, they went and got a guy who was not a Levite. And when the ark was about to stumble, he stopped, put out his hand to help it. When God had commanded that only Levites should touch it. Hmm. Okay. Right. So. For those who know better, God expects you to do better. 
That's all the moral of that story. Okay? Right. Okay. Yeah, and if you all don't right. know better, that he'll warn you that something's not right with what you're doing. Exactly. You have boils. You have boils in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Eli really put so much um, faith in the in the ark. No, it wasn't Eli who said that. It wasn't Eli who said that. It was the people in, who said that. The people, but Eli himself, he died because he heard the that, the, uh, yes. The yes, yes, that they lost the ark, and that that was enough to kill him. That's exactly. how much exactly they put in the, in the ark. Yes, right, exactly. Well, uh, Eli's two sons were slain too. Interesting. Yes. All right. Interesting. I think I think, I think this is, that, is uh, what we see. This is what we see today when people put faith in. In, in, the, uh, in, in olive in olive oil, olive oil, uh, yeah, and uh, the physical building called a church. Um, right. on the pastor, and we see here how God, you know, well, you know, treated them, the people who were supposed to be right, take, have the have the like Eli that was almost like <laughs> the pastor of those days. Look at how he treated him because of his yes. children. Um, I actually love this this uh, this book. There's so much in it. <laughs> to share. There's a lot there. Mm -hmm. well, we're, we're, we're growing. We're growing. We're growing our knowledge of God every week. I'm, I'm really happy. Everybody's growing in this thing. Okay. Does anybody have anything else you want to say? Yeah. I just recalled that when the son was born, his name was Ichabod. Uh, I had heard a message on that. Uh, yes. About Ichabod and, and it yes. put and it, it in the grand, The grandson of Eli. Right. It, it doesn't even, that's not even a nice name, according to the Bible. He said the glory of Israel has left. And Which I is the Ark of the Covenant. And I have seen people answering that name, Ichabod, and I'm thinking, after I read that part of uh, Samuel, why are you answering a name that brings bad luck? The glory of Israel has left. Well, if it's in the Bible, then the people will bear it. I've even heard of somebody called Jezebel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, a lot of it, yeah, I've seen, I've seen people with the, those, those names. Yep. Um, I don't know the meaning actually. All right, so um, we're going to continue on to Second Samuel, and um, we'll, we'll you discuss asked it question. next week. You asked a question early. Where was that yes. earth where the person touched the ark and they fell dead? And that's yes. in chapter five. I just read verse one through three, and that's when he fell on his face to the earth. Okay. Chapter, uh, okay. Chapter five, verse three. Okay. I knew I had read it, but I had to go find it. Okay. Okay. I've seen it. Yeah. When the Philistines took the ark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dagon fell. Yes. Dagon. Okay. No. No. That that is about yeah. when the Philistines took it. The one about when the man was struck dead must be much later. It's when the Israelites must take it back after later, David When escaped. David went. 
Yeah, that's probably going to be in second. That's probably going to be in second Samuel. Okay, to be read. That's probably going to be. That's probably going to be what we study this week. Yes, because it's uh, when David becomes king that that occurs. See why we're doing this Bible history chronology thing? It allows you to be able to place stories. You don't even have to know where the verse is. You just know it couldn't be here because it occurred during the reign of King David. And David isn't king yet. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right. Can somebody close us in prayer? So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 